Welcome back to Dapper Notes, the podcast where I share the behind the scenes and the making of all Dapper Notes and accessories. Today's episode is arriving alongside the 25th Buckhead Club edition. It is a special collaboration with a good friend, but before we dig into that, let me tell you some backstory. About a month ago, I sent an email update to all the email subscribers on the Dapper Notes list about plans that I have for 2020. Amongst the things that I mentioned was the new branding that I was working on, new website that's coming, and more collaborations that I'm hoping to have in the upcoming year. This edition was underway, that's what I mentioned in the email, and I also say that it's a collaboration with a friend that I'm very excited about. Now, what I was referring to is actually not what ended up happening. The edition that you see today is not at all what I thought was going to happen. I don't really plan on talking about all of this elsewhere. But for those of you who listen to the podcast, well, you get the added benefit of all my trials and all my tribulations, some of which I have to share with you today. Last summer, I released the My Friends edition, which was done together with six other people. It was Mark, Jazz, Jenny Claire, Fahad, Dan, and David. Jazz is the person who helped me screen print for the very first time. And he also lent me all the equipment that I needed to make the covers for that edition happen. It definitely goes without saying that the My Friends edition would not have come to light without my friend, Jazz. One of the reasons that he joined me for that process is because I knew that he was a screen printer, he teaches workshops, and he co-owns a shared studio space. And Jazz also had expressed to me a desire to make a Dapper Notes edition together. That was several years before. So when I enlisted him to help for that edition, he obliged happily. And then when we started working on it, he mentioned offhand that his true desire was to actually design an edition of his own with his artwork, not just help me make an edition that someone else designed, which happened to be Mark Caneso at that time. I took note of what he said, and I promised him that we'll make it happen one day. Now, seeing that I set out the year of 2020 to be a year full of as many collaborations as possible, I'd reached out to Jazz to see if he'd like to finally design a cover for Dapper Notes. He said yes, of course, and I set a deadline for him, working back from what would be the projected release date. On the day that the sketches were due for Jazz, I texted him to see what he was up to, and mysteriously, I did not hear back from him for about two days. When he finally replied to me, it was with pretty heartbreaking news. His father had a heart attack, and he said to me that he couldn't focus on creating artwork for Dapper Notes. His mind just wasn't in it, which is completely understandable. I, of course, replied right away, sending him my best wishes, and I told him he should not worry about a thing. Just focus on his family, and we'll, we'll chat at a later time about doing something together that's not important at all. Family comes first. 
And that was that. Now, of course, this very unfortunate news had left me scrambling. I had about one month till the release date, and I had nothing planned. So that evening, I decided to send a message to Gustavo Jaimes to see if he was up to a last-minute task. And needless to say, he surely was. Gus, who also answers to Tavo, he's one of the kindest, most talented humans that I know. And to top it off, he is genuinely humble. He happens to be a professional tattoo, and I said that very weird. He's a tattoo and visual artist, and also a great photographer. And needless to say, I am beyond thrilled that we were able to create something together. And I guess I'll start from, uh, from the very beginning. Gus to me, in short, is a celebrity turned friend turned colleague. Here's how. I first heard of him on a podcast called VGHC's Hammer Time. This podcast is part of the AID Network, which hosts a variety of shows for creatives, and it's one of the only podcasts that I actually listen to very regularly. I have to say, if you're looking for inspiration, for a great conversation, if you're looking for a fantastic and supportive, active community, check out aid.network slash shows, and you'll see the things that are there for offering to listen to. I promise you, you will not regret it. It's a great listening, great community all around. Now, this particular show called Hammer Time is a little bit different from the others on the AID network. It's more of a hangout with friends, and it comes out on Fridays, which is, for me, the perfect way to start the weekend. Anywho, it started off as a two-person show with Mark, the host, and Michael Hammer, who runs VGAC.com. That's a hockey merch brand. And that's why it's called VGHE's Hammer Time, because of Hammer from VGHC. Gus joined them as a guest on the third episode, and he basically stayed on as a permanent fixture ever since. They're already way past 100 episodes. And that's how I came to know of Gustavo Hines. I followed Gus on Instagram after I started listening to him talk every week, where I discovered that, very much like me, he's also passionate about photography. At one point, he posted a story about a new camera that he got. I replied to that story, and I had some questions for him, and he he answered. And ever since then, we've become fast friends, and we've been nerding out over photography and photo equipment, our love for film, and, and so much more. I even made a special one-off Dapper Notes for Gus with his tattoo artwork on it a little while ago. He bluffed it, and we briefly touched on perhaps making one together someday. So, that, that day came, and reaching out to Gus at this time of need actually seemed like the perfect solution for my time-sensitive need. Thankfully, Gus was 100% on board and got excited immediately over collaborating on an official Book Hit Club release. There wasn't a lot of time left to design something new, so I asked Gus if he had some flashy designs that we could use. If you don't know what those are, I'll explain. Flash seats 
flash sheets. Those are two words, and I'm swallowing them, so excuse me. But flash sheets are pre-made artwork that tattoo artists design. So if you come into a tattoo shop, you like a particular artist, and you don't really know what kind of tattoo you want. You can just look at their pre-designed collection and pick an existing design to get tattooed onto yourself. Flash sheets are also extremely useful for when a tattooer goes to tattoo at an event where there isn't a lot of time and you want to be able to cater to as many people as possible. So what an artist will do then is create a smaller set of designs. This is the flash sheet. That's why it's called the sheet. Very often the designs are themed for that particular event. So let's say it was a hockey theme event. You'd have hockey themed tattoos and they'd use that to tattoo people <laughs> during that event, basically. So I asked Gus about some options that he had already designed. He sent me some and I pick the designs that centered around love, florals, and coffee. All of these things are themes that are already very prominent in his work. And I took all of those flashy tattoo designs and created a repeating pattern that I could use for printing a notebook cover. I got an immediate and a very enthusiastic approval from Gus after I showed him the pattern that I created with his artwork. And there and then, the cover design for the next edition was quickly and finally settled and done. I chose to print this pattern on a faux leather, which is a material that I've actually wanted to use for quite some time. It also felt very apropos for this particular edition because tattoos go on skin, <laughs> naturally, and pleather is, I guess, the closest a notebook could mimic that. So, kind of a tattoo design on a skin looking thing works out very, very well. It happens to be that this pleather material looks pretty much just like the real thing. I took the printed designs that came in and I ended up gluing it to an eggplant colored book cloth. Now, there isn't really much purple on the outside, but somehow it felt like a very good complement to the artwork that you find outside. I then also used a purple thread to match the color of the book cloth. Gus is the one who picked the inside paper, that's graph, which is his favorite. I asked him, he said to me, yeah, I like graph, and that's what I ended up picking for this edition. And for the end sheets, which is the final element that makes up the notebooks, I actually scrambled a little bit. The unique designs that I picked from Gus made it very hard to find end sheets with a design that worked well together with tattoos. That is until I stumbled upon a really nice collection of screen printed artwork that was done on handmade Lokta paper. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's L-O-K-T-A. Lokta or Lakta paper is made from a plant by the same name and it's created through an absolutely fascinating process. What they do is they shred the plant, wash it several times, and then turn it into a pulp and wash it again. And after it's all pulpy and cleaned, they spread it onto these molds, a separate mold for each seat. They look like these flat trays. After they spread it out very neatly and thinly, they set it to dry in the sun. And then most of the time they'll dye it by hand 
after it's dried. So it's an extremely labor-intensive process. But because they do it with a lot of care and they clean it and they refine it, it results in a very finely textured and thin paper. Thin is surprising because, relatively speaking, to other handmade papers, this is one of the thinnest ones that you'll find, but it still has this nice handmade texture to it. So it's a very beautiful paper, and they mostly, this, this brand that makes them, mostly screen prints designs onto them. I ended up picking both a dyed version with an orange color and the natural color uh, of the paper. Both of them have the same design printed on it. So your notebook will come with one of two types of end sheets. Same design, possibility of one of two colors. And that design that I found happens to complement Gus's artwork so well that it almost looks like he made it himself. Almost. Not quite, but it's nearly the same. And so it worked out perfectly with this particular edition. As for the name, which is the final element that makes a Dapper Notes notebook, I posted on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook a guessing game, like I often do, where I asked for you to guess the name of the edition, and the first person to guess it correctly wins a free notebook from that edition. It happens to be that this time around, there were actually several really, really good guesses that were options that I strongly considered using for this particular edition of Dapper Notes. But in the end, I decided to name it a lot more personally, in honor of Gus. You see, through the Hammer Time podcast, I learned that, of course, Gus is a super nice person. I've mentioned that. I can't say that enough. He's nice. Very, very nice. But I also learned, more importantly, that he comes from a really nice family with parents who have great ethics and raised him to be the man that he is today. It felt so natural that in honor of both Gus and his family, I'd name this edition Hymas, which is his and his family's last name. So, cheer, cheer to the Hymas clan. Long may you live. Long may you inspire. Long may you be kind. And that brings us to the end of our saga and the new Hymas edition, which you can see today. It's available on DapperNotes.com. I thank you, Gus, so very much for working with me the very last minute, for allowing me to use your artwork for this edition. I'm so excited that we made it happen. This is truly, truly special, and I deeply appreciate that I was able to do this with you. It seems like almost every edition of late comes with its own unique set of challenges, but for me, that's kind of half the fun. And besides, it gives me a great story to tell you here on the podcast. Um, so aside from the unfortunate news that I encountered along the way, it's a win-win all around. And speaking of which, as of the time of recording, I'm happy to report that Jazz's dad is doing very well, and he's recovering very nicely. I wish him a speedy and complete recovery very, very soon. And when all is better and he's back to normal and Jazz can focus more, I'm sure that one day we'll get to actually create a Jazz edition together. That is it for today. In the next episode, we're going to go back in time to the Bark and Rye edition and the very first junior-sized Dapper Notes.
time, visit DapperNotes.com to see the brand new Hymas edition and all of the new updates to the brand. I have a new website with new brand, new taxonomy, and if you want to hear all about that, go to the previous episode to hear all the juicy details, why I did it, what I did, and so on and so forth. If you are in the UK or in Europe, of course, visit nerosnotes.co.uk where the new Hymas edition will be listed shortly. There's a package on its way there and it will be available for you super soon. You can subscribe to the Bookhead Club starting with the Hymas edition on both dappernotes.com and Nero's Notes. And until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. This has been Dapper Notes.